He's a native Texan, president of the Fredericksburg Tea Party, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get Matt Long, and this is the Matt Long Show. Good morning, folks. So happy to be here with you on a Tuesday morning, a spring in the hill country. It's going to be 20 degrees colder today than it was yesterday. Um, that was my little, you know, those weather apps, sometimes they just give you more information than you really think it's worth, you know, getting. I think about like 9 o'clock last night, my, my little weather app went beep and ding, and I looked down and it said, it's going to be 20 degrees colder tomorrow. And I just said, well, thank you. So um, there you go. It's, uh, boy, it is windy out there this morning. Please don't be burning your trash or your leaf piles or anything like that. Just uh, it's a windy, chilly morning this morning. And uh, put a little bit of a jacket on. You probably won't need it later. So we got all kinds of things to talk about. First of all, it's Pastor Greg coming on at the bottom of the hour. And uh, looking forward to the visit with Pastor Greg um, I'm going to give you a full report on um, last night at the uh, school board meeting in Fredericksburg, and we actually have some good news. Um, the uh, listen, the uh, the the war has not been won um, here in 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 the schools, but there were some decisive victories last night, and uh, one uh, one of those victories could end up not being a huge victory but it, we're going to call it a small victory for right now because going on future is going to uh, going on in uh, the future will determine whether or not the the victory we got last night is actually a true victory so we're going to talk about that here in a minute but let me give you um the uh, uh schedule of events uh, i heard harley talking earlier about mind polluters and uh it is um uh one of your very last chances in the hill country is going to be this thursday night at uh, faith baptist church at six o'clock and uh, that is on uh, if you're heading north on 16 faith baptist is uh, on the right hand side of the road as you're just about kind of almost out of town and um, so that's going to be from six o'clock to eight o'clock tomorrow night at faith baptist church the mind polluters um, the, um, go see this, go see this next time. Uh, the next time this uh, movie is going to be available, uh, you will have to pay to go see it because this is a free preview. We're very, very, um, uh, lucky, lucky's we're, we're, uh, yeah, that's not the word I'm looking for, but we're, we're very privileged to have this showing free and the ability to get the word out. And because so many of us who are going to see this or have seen it already, are going to be able to tell your friends now in a couple of months when this shows up in the local theater, you're going to say, oh, yeah, this is amazing. In fact, you guys need to go. I know you didn't see it when it was free, and I'm going to be happy to pay my ticket to go in and see it again. And so that is uh, your last chance probably locally, March 24th, 6 o'clock at Faith Baptist Church. And um, I don't see any information on having to RSVP or anything and I did go to their website, and there was nothing on the website. So 6 o'clock, Faith Baptist Church, Thursday night, to see the Mind Polluters. Um, Whose Children Are They is another film that I've been hearing about. I have not had the opportunity to um, see this one yet or hear much about it. 
So, but uh, we're going to keep an eye out for that one. Uh, there's been a couple of good articles written up on it. It's along the same themes as as the uh, mind polluters, and so just more evidence as to what's going on. Oops! Someone just sent me and said uh, Faith Baptist is on the left when you're heading north on 16. Up, oh, up! Oh, there we go. Second one. Thank you, Sonia. Thank you, Jerry. It's on the left. All right, there you go. All right, that's what I meant. Your other left, you know. When I said right, that yeah, yeah, it's on the left as you're when you're heading north on 16. So thank you for uh, my listeners. Those are my unpaid. Um, what do you call them? Researchers, unpaid researchers. So thank you guys. Um, and uh, let's see what else on the schedule that's coming up really soon. Um, if it's far enough out, I'll just give you the date and then give you uh, fill you in late, later. Um, I will have to tell you, here's an event that has been postponed. All right, postponed. Um, there was a, a Thursday night, uh, the 31st of part, March meeting of We the People, Liberty and Action. That has been postponed, so take that off your calendar. Uh, the next thing I have on uh, the, the, my calendar right now is April 2nd. And uh, April 9th, the uh, March, April, April, March, April, April is four, right? <clears throat> okay. At least I don't have to take my uh, shoes off until November. So um, there we go. That is, we'll give you more details on April 9th. That is the Freedom Fest. Uh, the, uh, the Hill Country Patriot Hummer is going to be there. And uh, so we're going to be doing some live broadcasting from that. So that's going to be very fun. And uh, so there is something else going on, and uh, I'm going to do my best to pull it up quickly. I got this note from uh, uh, the uh, folks in Houston. I don't know if uh, many of you know Dr. Hotze out of Houston, but um, that was uh, he is a huge supporter of uh, of the uh, of the of the conservative movement. His uh, his big thing is um, is election uh, is election integrity so they're having a an election integrity event in houston and it is going to be on the second and here we go it's called the freedom gala april 2nd and uh, you even if you can't get to houston um the, you can support this um the the uh, crtx news will be hosting um a important event on Saturday, April 2nd, the Freedom Gala to ensure election integrity in Harris County and Texas will be one of the most important um, events held here in Houston to pull conservatives, Republicans together of Texas to keep our great state red. Now, let me tell you about who the speakers are going to be there. Um, first of all, uh, my pillow or your pillow dude, uh, Mike Lindell is going to be there. He's going to be one of the speakers. Um, also, um, Ken Paxton is going to be a speaker. Uh, Dr. Hotze, um, uh, is, uh, hot, uh, yeah, Hotze, um, will be the master of ceremonies, a really good guy. Vidal Martinez will be speaking, Russ Ramsland, um, Jared Woodfill, um, will be, uh, one of the speakers. John Beckmeyer, another, um, uh, and I know John and his wife, Teresa, rather well, and John is going to be one of the speakers then Cindy Siegel will also be speaking. Jerry Wayne Monroe, uh, Aubrey Taylor, and uh, by the way, Weston Martinez will be the uh, speaker. 
Um, they have his title under here, uh, President, Voter Fraud Bureau of Investigation. So, Weston, congratulations. Folks, if you know Weston Martinez, you will know that, um, first of all, if you've, if you've seen Weston Martinez in a suit and a tie, then it wasn't Weston Martinez, okay? It was uh, some kind of fake, uh, um, a deep fake of some kind. I have a picture. Uh, well, I don't have it, but uh, on this uh, flyer, there's a picture of Weston Martinez in a suit and a tie. I cannot wait. I'm going to call him today after the show, and I'm going to find out who he borrowed the suit and tie from. Because um, I have never seen Weston Martinez in a suit and tie. So anyway, those are the speakers. If you want information on that, let me, oh my goodness, see, they got this to me late last night and I had all kinds of things to do. Um, I would just go search uh, Freedom Gala with Mike Lindell um, and uh, that in Houston, Texas, and that would probably get you... Um, all the uh, information you need for that event. Um, here we go. Uh, for tix- tickets, go to freedomgalatx.com. Freedomgalatx.com. Go check it out. And if you happen to be in Houston or want to make a special trip to Houston on uh, on Saturday, April 2nd, uh, a very, very good event. Uh, and we'll, if you're very concerned about election integrity, which I know a lot of people are, um, even if you can't go, if you're really concerned, give your support for this because uh, they tell you this is a gala, it is a fundraiser, and that will be, and um, there that money will go to um, investigation of election issues here in Texas. So that's a good one. Um, we're going to take a short break. Let me uh, pull up a random Ben Franklin. Here we go. Um, let's see. Um, here we go. Anger and folly walk cheek by jowl. Repentance treads on both their heels. Now let's say that in English. Anger and folly are right there side by side. And, uh, guess what's comes up right behind them. You're going to have to repent. You, you, uh, turn to anger or folly. Um, repentance is right around the corner. Folks, y'all stay tuned. Uh, we'll be right back. All right, folks, we're back. Thank you so much for staying tuned. So there were two things on the, uh, well, there were a number of things on the agenda of the uh, Fredericksburg Independent School uh, District's uh, Board of Trustees meeting. And uh, so uh, one of them had to do with the uh, book issue that we uh, have all been talking about. And the other one had to do with the uh, shack, uh, the forming of the shack that is the student health advisory committee and the shack is uh, every school has to have one there's all kinds of state laws they're the ones who approve sex education health education programs in uh, your public schools and uh, also among other things they do but there's called the student health advisory committee but the majority of folks that were there last night had to do with some of the pornography that we have been finding in the uh, middle school and in the high school. 
And there's, listen, folks, there's no doubt that it is pornography, legally defined as pornography. It's pervasively lewd, crude, and it's just, it's, it's bad. And uh, so there was, uh, at, at this point in time, just saying it's bad doesn't do any good anymore. You, you've got to read this stuff out loud. And uh, they wouldn't let me read it out loud on the, on the radio station. We, we, actually, that was a long discussion here at many levels. And they finally decided, no, you cannot read that on the air radio station. However, you can get it. Your your ten your eleven year old can get it at the uh, school library. So, we um, uh, so the uh, uh, there were for the book issue, the house was full. I saw several of my friends uh, roll up at you know the meeting starts at five thirty, and I saw several of my friends outside in the window who couldn't get in because they got there at, you know, 530 because the meeting starts at 530. I should just be able to waltz in and have a seat at 530, right? Um, no. <laughs> Folks, you got to get there early to these things. And listen, there were some wonderful people I saw out there, and I just saw them out the window, and you could tell they were not happy that uh, that they couldn't get in, and they turned around and left. And, well, listen, I I don't know how to tell you. When, when you have a contentious meeting like this, when uh, there is a hearing up at the Capitol and it's going to be something that is uh, contentious, you don't show up at the last minute and then expect to be waltzed in and given a seat on the front row. So the um, y- you had to get there early. So um, the, those of us who, uh, <laughs> some people who are aware of how these things work, were there early. And regardless of how many times we tell you to make sure you get there early, um, it, it, I guess we're just going to keep telling you that, um, you'll figure it out on your own if you don't want to listen to us. So the, um, they, uh, kind of rearranged the schedule around and wanted to do some things before they got to public comment and that was fine. And so we sat through the, uh, consent calendar and some awards that were given out, uh, to some students. And, uh, so that was pretty awesome. And then, uh, then comes up the, uh, public testimony and there were 15 people who had signed up to speak. Um, there were a number of people who did want to speak, but the rules say you got to have your request to speak in 15 minutes before the meeting. And so there was someone at 28 after, all right, who said, well, I want to speak. And it's like, well, you, it's, you know, it's all the rules are right there. You're, you're late by 13 minutes. Um, so anyway, we got to speak. And uh, it was very interesting. It opened up, the secretary opened it up with a prayer, which I think is great. But I'm pretty sure that the secretary accidentally got her notes uh, out of order because her prayer started out as um, kind of a, it was it was the lecture you would give the room before we started. You know, everybody now behave yourself, be nice to each other, don't interrupt one another, don't and I'm not kidding you. I got to thinking, you know, this lady started the prayer and accidentally looked down at the wrong piece of paper and decided to integrate it into her prayer. So we got that long lecture in her prayer about how to be nice and how to respect the rules and how to respect others and how to not, you know, all of these nice little things. And so, you know, because when a bunch of right wingers show up, they just think we're going to burn the house down, you know, like we did in the streets uh, last summer. Yeah, yeah, you know that blame all of that on us. And so a bunch of us crazy right-wingers showed up, so we got the uh, lecture on being nice and all of that. So 
the first person to get up and speak. All right, out of the 15, they took them in order, right? The first person out of 15. Let me give you a little bit later on. You're going to find out that uh, out of the 15 people that signed up to speak, every one of them, when they were called to the dais, uh, was called by first and last name. When it was Angela Smith's turn, they said, uh, next is Angela Smith. When it was my turn, next is Matt Long, first and last name, right? So uh, the first speaker who had apparently gotten their um, their request in first, because that's what we were told, they were taken in the order, um, was uh, just called Lori. Now that was kind of weird. Now I knew who I know who Lori is um, uh, since uh, at the public meeting last night only her first name was used. Um, I'm just going to say Lori, and so that's kind of weird. Out of 15, 14 people get are called by their first and last name. Lori was just called up by Lori. So you got 90 seconds, right? And there's a guy with a timer. Well, many of us who have been around before know that uh, sometimes the timer's not very good. And uh, last night, um, 14 out of the 15 uh, speakers, the timer was right on. But guess who the timer wasn't working for? That's right. Lori, whose last name was not used. So what does it happen? So we're several of us. We're already out there. We've done, we've been to this dance so many times. I had my stopwatch ready as soon as Lori, um, maybe she's just like share. Maybe that's it. I, maybe I shouldn't be disrespectful. Lori, um, the, uh, got up to speak. <laughs> I saw someone on my row hit their stopwatch the same as I did on my phone. Right? So here we go, minute 20, 25, a minute 30, and Lori is still talking. And there's no dinger going off at the, like it did for the other 14 speakers. And by the way, I have video to prove this, and I'm going to bring that video in, and we're going to show it to you on the radio tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Bob's like, all right, we'll figure this one out. I've got 24 hours. Um, no, we're going to, we, uh, I'm going to bring the, uh, audio in and, uh, tell you, show you how I'm speaking the truth. So, um, a minute and a half, 90 seconds goes by and then, uh, and Lori keeps speaking and at about nine, at about, um, uh, one minute and 40 seconds, I very politely hold my phone up in the air and just wave it. Someone next to me holds their phone up in the air. The other person I saw starting their stopwatch. Now, we're not yelling or anything. We're just waving our things. The timekeeper is just ignoring the time. Lori is continuing to speak. We're now going maybe 20 seconds over time. And at that point in time, someone in the room, I, I gosh, I couldn't have any idea who it is, started coughing really loud. Um, almost like, you know, towards the end of, uh, animal house, um, except, uh, there was no bovine included. Um, but there was, and all of a sudden the whole room started coughing and someone was yelling time, time. So Lori, whose last name was not used, but the other 14 of us, our last name were used and Lori who got to speak well past her minute and a half. All right even though the rest of us, all 14 of us, all stopped immediately when the dinger went off, even in mid-sentence, and we got up and walked away, right? We walked away at our 90 seconds because we were respectful.
respectful of that rule and the people in the room. Lori had no respect for that rule whatsoever. None. She just kept, and when people started coughing, she would, um, she would, um, started yelling even louder into the microphone. So she finished her thing. We might be at about two minutes now. Remember, everybody else got 90 seconds. And here's one more thing that just entered my mind. So the newspaper um, records all of these uh, meetings, the video of all of these meetings, video and audio of all these meetings. So as Lori, who um, got to break all the rules, as Lori's reading her speech, I thought it was kind of funny because she's her back is to the, the cameras and all of that because you're speaking to the board. Remember, there you're there speaking to the board. What does Lori do? During her speech, she keeps turning around and speaking to the newspaper camera. No one else, the other 14, none of them did that. It was even awkward looking, all right? It was even, it's like, what's she doing? And the first time she did, it's like, who's she talking to? And, and then Lori continues to talk to, it was insane. Folks, um, I could use the whole show on this, but uh, Pastor Greg's going to come on. We're kind of going to be on the same theme. I will take up after Pastor Greg and tell you we'll get beyond Lori, who apparently doesn't have to obey any of the uh, rules. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. Gives off limits, everything filtered through biblical glasses, and very, very, very excited as I am each and every week to be joining my good friend Matt Long on the Matt Long Show on Hill Country Patriot Radio, joining them to our network and our uh, national reach. And we love, love, love having Matt come on the program and uh, the Hill Country Patriot Radio folks. Uh, thanks for being with us. Matt, welcome. Good to have you, my brother. Always happy to be here and honored to be with you, Pastor Greg. Thank you, sir. Well, we, uh, we, we have quite the topic to talk about today, don't we? Yeah, we do. And, you know, I think there's a lot of people that wish this topic would just go away. And um, it, it's not. we we got to keep the fight up. It, it, no, it's not going to go away because, look, if, if you want to take down a castle, and, and Ken Ham has some, some pretty good illustrations with answers for Genesis, and uh, this is the guy that, uh, that created the ark uh, that, that folks are going. As a matter of fact, I was watching uh, the NCAA uh, final or, or March Madness, and there was a commercial for the ark, and I thought, right on, man. This yeah. is great because – you know, but uh, he did, and and he said, and he in one of those illustrations shows the castle sitting on sand, mm-hmm. and the castle collapses, and this is a scriptural principle as well. And unfortunately, our conservatives have said for years 
I, look, you, you know, 11 years ago, I started doing this radio program. 11 years ago, I was asked to lead the Oak Initiative chapter there in Kerrville. Mm-hmm. And everybody was talking about Islam, and that's important. It was one of the things the Lord told me to talk about. But he also told me that we needed to warn people about the coming wave of homosexual agenda that was on its way. Mm-hmm. And I started trying to educate on that. And Matt, no one wanted to hear it. No one wanted to come. Everybody wanted to just, you know what, Pastor, you're, we're, we don't want to talk about social issues. We want to talk about fiscal responsibility and personal responsibility. And, 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 we, and we, you know, we want to talk about, you know, these, these more important things over here. Yeah, and I was Ladies one of gentlemen. them. I, I was one of them, Pastor Greg. True confessions. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, folks, if you don't have the moral foundation, the Bill of Rights won't stick. If you don't have the moral foundation, the Constitution is a worthless piece of paper. It's a useless document. Conservatism is built on the fact that God and God alone is the one who gives us our rights, not man, not kings, not governments. Governments are formed for the purpose of securing, defending, and protecting those rights, not handing them out. God is the basis upon which everything we do is founded. God is the giver of life. The life in your lungs, the breath that you breathe was given to you by God Almighty. It's who you are because you are his. Mm. The liberty that you have was paid for on that cross. Jesus Christ bought your liberty. That's why the preachers spoke so boldly that the king was usurping and trying to attempt to be God, and it was heresy. It was wrong, because there's only one king, and his name is Jesus Christ, and he is the ruler over all of this earth. He paid for it and bought it and redeemed it, and he redeemed you. And your liberty is founded in that truth. And in that truth alone is where your liberty is founded. Mm. And you want to talk about happiness? You want to talk about the pursuit of happiness? Who do you think put that pursuit in you? Who do you think put in you the desire to be the best that you can be? Who do you think gave you the gifts and the talents and the abilities to be able to accomplish Anything you accomplish in your life, God Almighty put those things in there. And it's the power of the cross and the Holy Ghost that stirs those things to life, brings them to action, and brings them to fruition. Mm. And he gives us a promise of abundant life. That's where the pursuit of happiness comes from. Why are they inalienable rights? Why are they rights that can't be taken? Because they are literally who you are. You are life, 
liberty, and the pursuit of happiness because of God Almighty and His Son, Jesus Christ, coursing inside of you when you ask Christ Jesus to be the Lord of your life. And that's where true liberty is founded. And everything comes from and emanates from that authority. Now you have the moral authority to say, I have a right to the freedom of speech. I have a right to worship my God. I have a right to redress these usurpers who are doing things that are not in accordance with the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and the Declaration of Independence. I have a right to gather together and so that we might speak our minds. And the Capitol in Washington, D.C. doesn't belong to a bunch of bureaucrats. It belongs to the people. How can you trespass on a building that you own? There you go. You know, Pastor Greg, I'll let you catch your breath there. By the way, amen to everything you said. The, um, the question, and we saw this last night, just a hint of it in the school board meeting last night where we were talking about sexually explicit materials in the middle school. And uh, one of the uh, speakers said something about old, uh, those old religious, um, uh, I can't remember exact words he used, but it was definitely a, you know, yeah, whatever, that, uh, that old religion stuff doesn't really apply today. That was not only, not only do we hear that today, but even in the time of our founding, you know, we had many of our founders say that uh, this, this type of government is only good for a moral people. And so the question, the natural question that would come up to some people would be, well, whose morals, right? Whose, whose rules, whose morals are we following? And so Jefferson, this is very cool, uh, uh, the Barton books, David Barton comes out and says, uh, uh, and, and in one of his books talks about Jefferson, and uh, Jefferson took that question seriously. And uh, because there have been numerous um, moral uh, philosophers, if you will, uh, throughout the history of mankind. Cicero, um, I, I don't have the list in front of me, but Jefferson went through the whole list of everybody who had in history presented a list of morals. He even included other religions because uh, Muhammad, or, uh, yeah, Islam was around at the time. Buddhism was yep. around at the time. And so those were not, uh, you know, those were not, uh, those were not some kind of modern religion. And so he takes a look at all of these different moral philosophies, including Christianity, and he says, I've studied them all in depth, I, and, and I've looked at everything. And um, it's almost the same as the book of Ecclesiastes, where Solomon says, I'm going to try all these different ways to achieve happiness and figure out which one is the best so Solomon and uh, Jefferson, in many ways, were parallel to one another in that they researched all these moral philosophies, and what did they both come up with? Thomas Jefferson and Solomon. Solomon said, God needs to be at the center of your life for you to obtain happiness. And, of course, he was talking about the one true God. Jefferson said Christianity, because Christ did not come at the time of Solomon, but he had come at the time of Jefferson and all of yeah. these moral philosophies that have been researched by many, many people, Solomon and Jefferson both said it's got to be the one true God in Christianity. 
and the and what Christianity does that nothing else does. Christianity literally is is overcoming sin. Jesus Christ said when he rose again, he said, "I have overcome sin and death." When we hear someone say that and we hear we read in scripture Paul talking about how you you know, you'll sin no more sin's not a part of a believer's life and so on. And then we look at our own closet sometime and we may have said, yeah, well, I, I don't, I don't really reflect that. So I, I don't know. I don't know how to put that all together. It, here's the thing, folks, the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And believe me, I'll be 60 next week. It's taken me many, many years to be able to figure out how to formulate this in a way that makes sense. And here's the good news. And this is what God showed me five years ago when I was lying in intensive care in a world between here and there. Jesus Christ and the power of the name of Jesus Christ is the good news. I'm not condemning those that are in the homosexuality. I'm not condemning anybody because Jesus Christ said when he came, I don't come to condemn. You're already condemned. The entire world is condemned. Right. The whole world is condemned. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. There's only one answer and only one solution, and that is to make the profession, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Folks, it is only by turning us back to Jesus Christ and to Christianity that we will reclaim the culture in America and re- and realize the full effect of our freedoms and our liberties. All right, we are back. Let's finish the the story of Lori, um, who um, who was the uh, rudest um, of all the presenters uh, last night, the most disrespectful, and the one not willing to uh, play by the rules. So I told you that uh, somewhere around, and I'll I'll put a stopwatch on it when I get the uh, video from uh, last night. Um, when uh, the audience started choking or started uh, coughing loud enough for her to not be heard, um, she finally started yelling and then stepped away angrily from the microphone. And as the coughing stopped, the secretary the secretary says something to this uh, along this effect. Uh, Lori, I, I did get all of that you just said. So essentially... Lori got to read into the record all of her uh, material that was past the 90 seconds. All the rest of us were respectful and stepped down. And uh, Bob asked me during the, during the break, he said, well, whose side was Lori on? Lori is um, protecting pornography in the schools. Lori thinks it's perfectly okay for your uh, t- 11-year-old to read um, pornographic material. All right, and that was what she was uh, defending as she was rudely going against all the rules and uh, 
and the school board allowed that. And so um, there may be some follow-up on that. I think the uh, anything after 90 seconds needs to be stricken from the record because none of the rest of us were given the full, uh, given the amount of time that Lori does. So the other speakers, by the way, there were 15, and I, uh, I, it was either 10 or 11 of us good guys to either four or five of the bad guys. So we outnumbered them two to one in those who came to speak. And in the audience, um, the, the applause after speakers very definitely told us that the room was full of people who did not want pornography in the school because you would get a golf clap after one of the pro-pornography speakers um, would speak, and then when one of the anti-pornography speakers uh, would speak, they uh, we would hear a, a, a good uh, applause and even some hoo-hahs or whatever, rah-rahs or whatever, and so that was, uh, that was a sign of what the room was like. Um, at, so let me get to the end in case I don't, in case I don't forget, in case I don't get there, the, the, um, at the end, when the vote, when the discussion was taken, when the superintendent finally got through everybody, um, there was a little bit of discussion among the board members, but there was a report from one of the board members who had been assigned to do the, uh, set up the system by which they, um, uh, by which they are going to take a look at these books. All right. So we now have a system by which the books are going to be looked at in the future. Moving on down, we did find out that the uh, Fredericksburg Independent School District, with its uh, what five schools, um, including uh, if you can include Gillespie County High School, I think that's what it's called, um, Fredericksburg High School, the middle school, the elementary school, and the primary school. Um, the, we only have one librarian. There's one librarian. So you want to know how this stuff gets in there? <laughs> it's because there's some kind of, you know, teacher's aid that is being paid to run the library in, in, uh, other schools, one librarian. So there's part of the problem. Um, the, uh, one of the issues that was brought up is that there is a system a form you have to fill out in order to have a book reviewed. One of the people on the board who was uh, pro-pornography on the board made the comment that, um, you know, only uh, three of the, only three books have been actually submitted by the proper paperwork and forms. All right. So there is a solution to this. If you will, um, Go to Make Our Schools Safe Again uh, website, Make Our Schools Safe Again, and uh, then uh, .com, Make Our Schools Safe Again .com, Make School, here it is, Make Schools Safe Again .com, Make Schools Safe Again .com. Um, there is a way that will show you how to search the um, uh, Fredericksburg Schools uh, Library online. And so if we're going to get more movement on these books, we're going to have to you know, bring at least fill out a form that says I object to this book, and then once the book is objected to, it will be taken to the um, um, th this committee that's going to be formed. Anyway, it was very clear that the new superintendent, and he's uh, been here less than a year, I believe, 
Dr. Joe, I think, as he prefers to be called, Dr. Rodriguez. Um, he he basically said, we're going to deal with this. We're going to do this. We're going to take these books out. The term they came up with is perverse, uh, pervasively vulgar. Pervasively vulgar. If you can show that a book is pervasively vulgar, then it will get into this committee. Now, the makeup of the committee, the reading committee, that's going to be contentious. There was one committee already formed, but just a little bit of research would show you that it was all liberals. And someone said, well, how do you know they're liberal? <clears throat> you asked me. Someone asked me last night, um, one of the uh, um, um, uh, uh, English teachers at the high school, uh, her and I were talking about it, and I said, well, they had a committee. I said, but it was all liberal, and she got really upset that I said that. Well, how do you know they're all, how do you know they're politics? Well, uh, ma'am, it, it's pretty easy. It's a, you know, all you got to do is do a quick search of their Facebook accounts, their tweets, their their whatevers, and you can tell. So it, it was not a hard job to do, and yet she just thought that would be impossible. How could you know what someone's politics are well it's pretty easy these days um so anyway there is an uh, they're re-looking at how to form that committee um it's going to need to have parents it's going to need to have some balance in it and uh, it definitely does not need people on it who have already publicly stated that um all of these books are good in fact that's what Lori said Lori said in an email that went out to many people Lori said and she had been put on that committee and she said I can't wait to read all these good books. So Lori hadn't done any work yet, but Lori's already approving of all these books if she is on the committee. Um, that's not how you form a committee to do any kind of research. If someone's already, I mean, you wouldn't put her on a, a jury, you know, if I walked up there and uh, you're in the, you're being questioned to become a jury member and you say, hey, they're they're all none of them are guilty everybody everybody's got a good reason everybody if you'd say now i've already judged this i know this person is not guilty they won't let you on the jury right so if someone's already publicly stated that all of these books are good i don't think they should be on the reading committee so anyway the reading committee is being formed there's going to be a process it wasn't extremely clear last night, but at the end of the day, the board voted seven to nothing to allow us to um, at least have books reviewed. Now, I think, and I'm going to talk to Tara and our team of ladies who are heading this up about um, the, I think what it appears to me is that we're going to have to find those books um, and so the Kraus list, by the way, someone has put that, taken it from a PDF file and put it into a, an Excel file so it's more searchable. And so that makes it a lot easier. That was one of my complaints of the uh, Kraus list that had close to a thousand books on it was it was not, um, it was, it was not, uh, you couldn't move it around. You couldn't, uh, search it. Uh, anyway, it was just a PDF file. So, all of that is available on makeschoolssafeagain.com and also access to the libraries. Um, and so it's real easy if you want to start looking for these books. Now, if all of us just go randomly start looking for these 800 books, then we're prob that's probably not going to make a bunch of sense. And so, Tara, if you, um, um, I know I'll be talking with Tara, and I'm sure she's listening, but um, 
some way we can figure out some way that if people want to search for these books that we'll divide that list up um, some form or fashion i'm sure tara may have already done this so anyway just contact tara uh through makeschoolssafeagain.com and uh, you can you can help from your home you do not have to go to the meeting so anyway the um the, so that vote was good and uh, that was a that was a victory and i have to say that um dr rodriguez dr joe um there were several um several new people getting involved in this um folks that had not been used to uh speaking to elected officials and so one of these people who this was is new to this type of activity went and had an appointment with dr joe last week had an appointment with dr joe a couple of weeks ago and um and uh, came out just thrilled at how awesome dr joe was and man we should thank him and he is so awesome and i it, i just cringed i just cringed because how do you tell someone who's really never been engaged that <clears throat> you better get used to getting smoke blown up your skirt because every senator's office you walk in every representative's office you walk in every uh, listen these guys are well trained they want your vote they want your vote and they want your money and so they're going to tell you now dr rodriguez is not uh, he's not running he's ele- he is not elected but his job is to keep everything running at the school and so those of us who've been doing this a while we recognize the smoke being blown up our skirts and so we were a little we were a little hesitant um for this one gal who was very very excited about dr joe and and so we kind of talked to her and said you know uh, they are they're really good at that and and listen after 10 years you're going to have so much of that smoke blown up your skirt you're going to recognize it and so we were very bold in saying let's let's not thank dr joe just let yet let's see some actions last night dr joe stood up for us he stood up against one student council one uh, one uh, school board member who said um is who said well i'd like to comment on this you know we're 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 getting ready to pull all these books because three angry moms came up and 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 she said what if the next three angry moms are are all atheists and they want the books about god all taken out or what if the next three moms that come up don't want mentions of the Holocaust anymore because it would trigger them? And she gave three examples of what we would call the slippery slope argument. And so I'm expecting Dr. Joe to maybe fall for that. <clears throat> and what Dr. Joe says, thank you for your input. Appreciate it. Good points. However, we're all we're talking about is uh, pervasive uh, vulgar pervasively vulgar that, that's what this is about if a book is pervasively vulgar it doesn't need to be in the library and it needs to be reviewed and so um i he could have gone a softer route on that school board member but he didn't um and so and then the other thing shack and i don't have time to get into the shack but uh, we will um tomorrow or the next day but soon shack a vote that was going to take place last night um was uh, postponed and um for uh, well yeah it was postponed and i don't even have time to go into it 
but that was also a victory. Tomorrow, um, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll make myself a note and talk about why the Shack vote uh, was a victory last night. Shack is Student Health Advisory Committee, and every school by Texas law has to have them. And the Texas Education Code has a very, very clear outline of what Shack is supposed to look like. And to uh, just to make it as nice as possible, uh, Fredericksburg Independent School District has been outside of the law on their Shack committee for a long time. And so um, I think had they taken that vote last night, they would have even moved further outside of the law. And so uh, some folks pointed out where they're breaking the law and uh, before the meeting, thus it was uh, postponed to the next meeting. Um, got a little bit of Ecclesiastes for you here before we go. A good name is better than a good ointment. I like that one. You know, what do they say? Uh, what's, uh, what do you, how do you treat the swine flu? With an ointment. Oh, man, you're going to have that in your head all day. A good name is better than a good ointment. Ecclesiastes 7 and 1. Folks, y'all stay tuned for Lorraine, and we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>